0: Breathe in, one, two, three, now out, one, two, three, four. Excellent. Tonight's tale of mystery, intrigue, and murder is truly spine-tingling. The Affair at the Victory Ball by Agatha Christie Read by Perry F. Bruns The search commenced, but met with no success until it occurred to Mrs. Malaby that he might possibly be found in the room where they had supped an hour earlier. They made their way there. What a sight met their eyes. There was Harlequin, sure enough, but stretched on the ground with a table knife in his heart. Jeb stopped, and Poirot nodded, said with the relish of the specialist, Un belle affaire, and there was no as to the perpetrator of the deed. But how should there be? Well, continued the inspector, you know the rest. The tragedy was a double one. Next day, there were headlines in all the papers and a brief statement to the effect that Miss Courtney, the popular actress, had been discovered dead in her bed and that her death was due to an overdose of cocaine. Now was it accident or suicide? A maid, who was called upon to give evidence, admitted that Miss Courtney was a confirmed taker of the drug, and a verdict of accidental death was returned. Nevertheless, we can't leave the possibility of suicide out of account. Her death is particularly unfortunate, since it leaves us no clue now to the cause of the quarrel the preceding night. By the way, a small enamel box was found on the dead man. It had cocoa written across it in diamonds and was half full of cocaine. It was identified by Miss Courtney's maid as belonging to her mistress who nearly always carried it about with her, since it contained her supply of the drug to which she was fast becoming a slave. Was Lord Cronshaw himself addicted to the drug? Very far from it. He held unusually strong views on the subject of dope. Warreau nodded thoughtfully. But since the box was in his possession, we know that Miss Courtney took it. Suggestive that, is it not, my good Jap? Ah, said Jap rather vaguely. I smiled. Well, said Jap, that's the case. What do you think of it? You found no clue of any kind that has not been reported. Yes, there was this. Jap took a small object from his pocket and handed it over to Poirot. It was a small pompon of emerald green silk with some ragged threads hanging from it, as though it had been wrenched violently away. We found it in the dead man's hand, which was tightly clenched over it, explained the inspector. Poirot handed it back without any comment, and asked, "'Had Lord Cronshaw any enemies?' "'None that anyone knows of. He seemed a popular young fellow.' Who benefits by his death. His uncle, the Honourable Eustace Beltane, comes into the title and estates. There are one or two suspicious facts against him. Several people declare that they heard a violent altercation going on in the little supper room, and that Eustace Beltane was one of the disputants.' You see, the table knife being snatched up off the table would fit in with the murder being done in the heat of a quarrel. What does Mr. Biltane say about the matter? Declares one of the waiters was the worst for liquor, and that he was giving him a dressing down. Also, that it was nearer to one than half-past. You see, Captain Digby's evidence fixes the time pretty accurately. Only about ten minutes elapsed between his speaking to Cronshaw and the finding of the body. And in any case, I suppose Mr. Beltane, as Punchinello was wearing a hump in the ruffle? I don't know the exact details of the costumes, said Jap, looking curiously at Poirot. And anyway, I don't quite see what that has got to do with it. No? There was a hint of mockery in Poirot's smile. He continued quietly, his eyes shining with the green light I had learned to recognize so well. There was a curtain in this little supper room, was there not? Yes, but— with a space behind it sufficient to conceal a man? Yes, in fact, there's a small recess, but how you knew about it? You haven't been to the place, have you, Monsieur Poirot? No, my good I have supplied the curtain for my brain. Without it, the drama is not reasonable. And always one must be reasonable. But tell me, did they not send for a doctor? At once, of course, but there was nothing to be done. Death must have been instantaneous. Poirot nodded rather impatiently. Yes, yes, I understand. This doctor now, he gave evidence at the inquest? Yes. Did he say nothing of any unusual symptom? Was there nothing about the appearance of the body which struck him as being abnormal? Jeb stared hard at the little man. Yes, Monsieur Poirot. I don't know what you're getting at, but he did mention that there was a tension and a stiffness about the limbs, which he was quite at a loss to account for. Aha! said Poirot. Ah, mon dieu! Jap, that gives one to think, does it not? I saw that it had certainly not given Jap to think. If you're thinking of poison, monsieur, who on earth would poison a man first and then stick a knife into him? In truth, that would be ridiculous, agreed Poirot placidly. Now, is there anything you want to see, monsieur? If you'd like to examine the room where the body was found? Poirot waved his hand. Not in the least... You have told me the only thing that interests me. Lord Cronshaw's views on the subject of drug-taking. Then there's nothing you want to see? Just one thing. What is that? The set of china figures from which the costumes were copied. Jap stared. Well, you're a funny one. You can manage that for me? Come round to Berkeley Square now, if you'd like. Mr. Beltane, or his lordship, as I should say now, won't object. Thank you, detectives, for listening to tonight's Calm Mystery by the Murder Mystery Company. I'm Perry F. Bruns. Would you like to show somebody you care? Is there a mystery fan in your life? Couldn't they use a quiet moment and a great story? I'm doing personal stories of 20 minutes or less. Something personal like this can make a friend or family member Feel truly loved in an otherwise dark time. They're only forty nine dollars, and you can email me at calm mystery, that C A L M mystery, at gmail.com. In the meantime, stay tuned for more tales to tingle and terrify while giving you a needed break from the outside world.